This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning and welcome to The Chair. My name is Amy Bauman, and I'm so glad that you're choosing to join us today. This is our Tuesday teaching, and this is one of my most favorite days of the week because I get to spend it all with you. We have a very interesting subject today, and so I'm really looking forward to sharing with you everything that God laid on my heart. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for the amazing God that you are and that you are limitless. There's, there's so much that you do. You're the way maker. You, you orchestrate and move and work, and we're just so grateful for it. And we we're, we're thank you for this opportunity to come together and learn more about you. We're, we're overwhelmed and blown away by just how you love us, how you work and move in our situations. And we just give you this time to continue to work and move. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place and that you will anoint me so that I can say exactly what it is that you want me to say and speak your truth with love. So I just pray, Lord, now in these next few minutes that we can put aside the distractions and the heartache and the things that we're going through and open up our hearts and our minds for what it is that you want to say. We love you and praise you. And ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is one of those topics that (laughs) um, was brought up in conversation. and, And it struck me to the point where I started really thinking about it and meditating on it. And then the Holy Spirit did the rest. And so it is my prayer that It'll just get out and get into your hearts and and soak in. And maybe this is a word that you need to hear today. But let's talk about the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. Let's, Let's talk about that saying. And I did a little research on it. And it's pretty interesting when it first came out and, and different countries and origins that it's been floating around. So, uh, It's a popular saying, but is rarely used literally. The other side of the fence represents an unknown world full of possibilities. For humans, it's a metaphor for what's beyond our reach. That's what one person said, which I don't believe. Let's see here. Earlier versions of this well-known proverb include a Latin proverb cited by Erasmus of Rotterdam. I probably totally said that wrong. Was translated into English by Richard Tavener in 1545. The corn in another man's ground seemeth more fertile and plentiful than doth our own. The corn in another man's ground seems even more fertile and plentiful than our own does. If you could look at this old English writing, it's pretty crazy. And then the poet Ovid takes us further saying in his Art of Love, which was in 1 BC, that the harvest is always richer in another man's field. So 
I some of the research that I did say that no this came from Japan no this was from Ovid no this came this is the English version um, French Italian Japanese other languages same proverb but I remember the first time that I heard it which is what prompted this uh, today and so um, we lived in Kentwood, Michigan on this little street in this little Cape Cod home and um, we didn't have a lot. There, were, there was one Christmas that we didn't think we were going to have anything under the tree and yet our church came and bought all these gifts and wrapped them and put them under our, our tree and it was, we were just blown away when we walked downstairs. Um, that Christmas morning and there were all of these presents. And so there were times where we didn't have a lot, but we always had food and we had love and we had church and, and it, was, um, it was a really beautiful thing. But we, I had this neighbor that lived on the other side of the creek and um, they had a really big house and they had a pool. And when she would invite me over, she had so many Barbies. I mean, she had the dream house and she had, you know, multiple Ken dolls and clothes and she had this huge pink room and I was like, I don't have that stuff. And there was one time where I was talking with my mom and I was just complaining and going on and on and on about my friend and how she had all of this stuff and, and I was jealous. And my mom, it was, it's like, there's a few moments in your life where it's like, Ooh, all of a sudden, like just the heavens open and you hear this truth and you're like, wow, this was, this was truth. And she said to me, the grass is not always greener on the other side. A little bit different flip on, on this original one. And I was like, what do you mean? She was, well, Things are not always as they appear. You might look over there and, and see all of these things happening. See her fancy home and see the pool and see the Barbies. But what you don't see is that her parents' marriage is struggling. What you don't see is that her dad works a lot of hours and he's gone a lot and that's why she has all of those Barbies. What you don't see is that that home is missing love. And in that moment, it was just like this light bulb went on and I could understand that, that while I was looking over there across the creek into her little world, that I was missing the full picture. I was only seeing what I wanted to see. And it was a really great teachable moment for me and one that I will never forget. So as I've grown up and I've used that saying, right, and I've understood that truth that the grass isn't always greener on the other side, well, the last few days, the Lord showed me kind of a different way to look at it. What if it is? What if the grass is greener over there? What are you going to do about that? And so I started thinking about my neighbor who has 
this amazing yard. And whenever I walk by, I see him out there working in it. And we're talking about like multiple fertilization and aeration and watering. They have a, a sprinkling system. And it's like velvet over there, which is just a few houses down. And yet his yard looks totally different than my yard. His grass is greener. His grass is nicer. And it's a fact. It is a fact. However, I'm not out in my yard doing all the things that he is doing in his. I don't think I've ever fertilized it because if I fertilize it, I'm going to definitely have more weeds. And I've never aerated it. I'm not entirely sure what that looks like. I've seen people out there walking on their grass or rolling things. Anyways, we don't have a sprinkler system. I am the sprinkler system. I drag the hose all over the yard moving the sprinklers. Um, I don't uh, allow my husband to mow very often because uh, he is a very good mower, but if he had it in his uh, will, he would never mow and he would never water and he wouldn't have to do any work because it's a lot of work. So I say, I'll do the yard and I'll mow and I'll water and I'll plant flowers and it'll be on me. But if he was even right next door, side by side, property to property, his grass is greener. It's a fact. But I have to remember that I'm, I'm not putting in the amount of work and time and effort that he is. So let's set aside the, the grass and uh, that illustration and, and the real yard work. And let's look at when we lay our lives out side by side, what does that look like? Well, we can look into another person's life, another family's life. And we can say, wow, their grass is greener over there. They have a stronger family. Uh, she is really healthy. She's got a system down. And we can look into their lives and we can say one of two things. We can say, well, I don't like them because they seem to have it all together. And Or we could covet what they have, right? And just say, I wish that I had that stuff. I wish that I had that marriage. I wish that I had her body. I wish that um, I had, you know, what's going on in their family. And we could be complacent. We could covet. We could sit in our own and, and wish that that could happen over there. Or we could understand that what they're doing over there takes work. And are we willing to put that same effort into our life, into our marriages, into our children, into our families, into our physical shape? The grass is sometimes greener over here. It's a fact. But we have to ask ourselves, do we want to make a change? Are we willing to make a change? And are we willing to be teachable to make that change?
when I walk by my neighbor's yard, I could ask him, hey, how do you get your grass so green? And you know what? He would be really willing to tell me, make me understand what aeration is and what kind of fertilizer he buys and how many times a day he waters his yard. What if we were to take that same mentality and go up to our friend and to that family and instead of coveting, instead of not liking them because they seem to have it all together, you could ask them, you know what, I have been admiring your family from afar. How do you do it? What is your secret? Or ask that friend who has just been looking great and has been losing weight and has been staying healthy and you could say, you know what, I want to do that. Could you share with me how you're keeping such good physical health? And then they would say, yeah, I would love to because I'm doing this and I'm exercising and I'm walking and I'm doing this treadmill and um, let me let me share with you. Or maybe... Um, this couple over here who's seemingly have it all together in their marriage and you're struggling and you could just call that friend and say, you know what, could you pray for me? I'm struggling right now. And if you've got some tips for me, man, I would, I would love that. I would love to be able to apply that to our life. And when we start, right, walking alongside of each other, being in partnership with each other, helping each other out, holding each other accountable, well then you can have green grass on both sides of the fence. You can have families partnering with other families, sharing how to do life together. You can have friends on these great health plans walking together uh, not only walking, but in that time, they're sharing their lives together. They're sharing their joys and their, their sorrows and praying for each other. We can probably remove the fence altogether and have just a lot of really green grass. What would that look like today? What would that look like for us to just do life together as brothers and sisters, knowing that it takes work, knowing that we have to be intentional, knowing that we can't just look and see and not do anything, but we have to be a part of it. We have to be willing to be teachable and willing to put in the hard work and willing to make our grass over here nice and green and plush and allow the Lord to just do whatever he wants to do in our lives. So that's the rabbit trail that the Lord took me on and the memory that he gave me talking with my mom and how he brought to today's teaching all together. Sometimes the grass is greener over there, but what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do in our circumstances to change it? How are we going to let the Lord come in and work and move? Hopefully some encouragement for you today, no matter what chair you're sitting in, no matter what stage of your life you're in, no matter what you're going through, 
just know that the Lord loves you, that he has great plans for your life, and that remember we are all in this together. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for these words. I thank you for your truth. And I just pray that each person, Lord, will have heard exactly what it is that you wanted them to hear, and they'll be able to apply that to their life. So we thank you for today. And I just pray for each person who's struggling or needing a special touch from you, Lord, that they will receive your healing and your provision and your peace, and that you will work and move in supernatural ways because we know, Lord, that your word is your will. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for joining us. I just pray that you have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.